0: Hello, and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, this is part four of our Euro 2016 series. Up with me now is Dave Hendrick of Anfield Index, Total Football, and the All In Sports Network, on which I make some appearances. Uh, Dave, we're going to start off talking about Ireland in their most recent match, a draw with Sweden, which I'm sure many would have taken before the match, but you had the lead for a lot of that match. What was your view there?
1: Um, We dominated the game for the first half. We were the better team. We had them on the back foot. We didn't allow them to create anything, and we isolated Zlatan from his teammates to the point where... He Was practically dropping back to pick the ball up off the back four to try and get attacks going. Um, and then we got the goal, and we really deserved it. And it was a well-worked goal. Coleman beats the defender, crosses the ball, and uh, Wes Houlihan or Wessey, <clears throat> as he's known, um, with a lovely finish uh, on his weaker foot. And at that point, like you just you're praying that we'll just go at them, go and put your foot in their throats. They're going to be vulnerable. They've shown over the last 24 months when they concede they're really vulnerable to conceding a second in the next 10 minutes and we didn't we did the exact opposite we sat back we let them back into the game we let them push 15 yards up on us and to be fair like they deserve the point based on the second half they deserve the point um slatton with a lovely bit of skill to you know beat his man drive to the bo- drive into the box and put the cross in and um kieron clark um if anyone is wondering why Aston Villa got relegated by Christmas, it's because this man is one of their central defenders. Um it just I don't even know what he was trying to do. That was one of three own goals he could have scored. He was Sweden's most potent attacking option. Um just I we will we'll take the point, but to be honest, Kev, I, I really had had hoped for the win because Sweden are really poor at the minute. They've one great player but and they've won really good young centre back. But aside from that, like this is the weakest Swedish team since probably the late 80s, Like before they kind of burst onto the scene with Thomas Brolin and Martin Darling and, and people like that. Like, th- this is the, f- the weakest team they've had since then, and Ireland really had a chance. Now, Ireland are no great shakes, but we really had a chance to win that game, and we let them off the hook, and in the end, we, we got what we deserved yeah although I do think that you handled uh, Zlatan fairly well uh, as well as anyone
0: would hope to, of course, part of his issue being that uh sometimes he requires the team to work for him as opposed to uh-huh. the to the opposite, which uh, we may see in the Premier League
1: next season if reports well, are to be trusted but that's the thing like he's he's almost thirty five so the days of him going and doing it all by himself um are, are long gone and I mean, look, he's been in France for what now three four years. And it's a team that's built around him and a team that's built to service him. He doesn't have that with Sweden, so he found himself isolated. And credit to John O'Shea. Bar that one moment for the goal, O'Shea marshalled him really, really well. And, like, I don't know, Zlatan coming to the Premier League w- will be interesting because, you know, he, he's a he's a world-class player. Like, let's be fair to the guy. People criticise him. They say, oh, I've never seen him play well. You're an idiot if you haven't seen him play well. You just don't watch enough football. guy's won ten or twelve league titles in his career, scored a phenomenal amount of goals. He scored fifty goals in the past season. Fifty goals in fifty one games. I know it was in France, but there's some good defenders in France. You have fifty goals in fifty one games. He's really, really good at football. Um I think he'll do well in the Premier League. I don't know how him and Mourinho will get on because they had issues in the past, but um it's exciting for the Premier League to get him finally. Um it's just a shame he's joining those horrible bunch. <laughs> For sure. And, you know, they don't have any other forward
0: talent, so that won't hinder anyone. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of Sweden there, let's look at the group a bit. Italy with a surprise win against Belgium. It's surprised two ways. One, Belgium were expected to, you know, walk into the semifinals. And B, this Italy team did not look very convincing coming into the tournament. Uh, obviously, Conte is a very good manager. So you're on one point as are Sweden, Italy on three, Belgium on none. How are you feeling about how this group is shaping up? And are you confident at this point of advancing?
1: No, I, to be honest, before the group started, I was quite confident because I thought the Belgians had gone, they'd beat Italy, you know, two or three nil. Um, it's the weakest Italian team in 50 plus years. They have a good manager, a very good manager. They have a great goalkeeper, maybe the best ever. And they've got a really good defense, but they're an aging defense, and they play quite narrow in their three. And like you look at the midfield, there's there's nobody there that you'd even want in your club team. Um, De Rossi was obviously a magnificent player, and he's still capable of a big game, but he's past his best. The others are are no great shakes, and the two guys up front, like, are you know the glorified public players. And um, I, I genuinely thought Belgium will turn up; they'll play their football they'll carve them apart and they'll win this game comfortably and italy just had the master plan stuck to it got exactly the result they wanted and you know now they've put themselves in a position where they're favorites to get through um it changes how i'm now looking at the ireland italy game i was thinking we could maybe i thought we could beat sweden and get a point from italy now we'll be blessed to get a point from italy um if they turn up like if they if they turn up and defend like they did we're not going to score against them um, it, Italy have just changed things up big time in this group, Belgium should be ashamed of himself Mark Wilmot should be sacked today he should have been sacked yesterday and he should just be made walk home I wouldn't even give him bus fare, it's not that far from France to Belgium, <laughs> make him walk home in shame Um, like I, I don't know what his team selection was all about, why is Thomas Vermeer playing, why is Fellaini playing, you've got much much better options you've got a bunch of players there that just have no idea of what they're meant to be doing. De Bruyne looks lost. Hazard looks lost. Lukaku looks lost. Got Witzel and Nangeland running into the same areas when they should be told what areas they're meant to be covering. Wilmots is a chancer and he's a fraud and he, he should be fired. And it, like this is the golden generation for Belgium. And if this clown stays in charge for long, he's going to ruin it. And what should be a team that wins at least one major your major championship, either Euros or World Cup, and probably more given their age. You know, you're wondering now, like, if, if they don't get the manager situation right, it may never happen. Yeah, it does seem like the curse of the golden generation. Again, I
0: was talking to you right before we started recording that it almost feels like the Netherlands are at this tournament mm. uh with
1: all the but talent like, there that just can't pull it together. How how are you got into a major tournament with the with, with a fullback who plays for Montreal Impact? when you've got that level mm-hmm. of talent, how is that your first choice fullback? How is Jason You're not getting a game? Why are you not using the central defensive pairing that was the best in England mm. in Alderweireld and Vertongen? Why yeah. are you shifting Vertongen out of position to play at left-back? To to, I, to allow Vermeulen a place in the from, to, to allow Thomas Vermeulen, who's probably played, I would guess, without even looking, I would guess he's played less than 50 games in the last three years. Um... The guy's made a glass, and he was really, really good. Like, don't get me wrong, he was really, really good. When he came from Ajax and joined Arsenal for the first year or two there, he was really good. And then he got injured, and he's been injured since, and it's gone back a long time since he made that move. Um, I, I just I didn't understand the team selection. I didn't understand the, the, the shape they were playing. I couldn't, for the life of me, work out how it is that you can have Lukaku up front Hazard on the wing you've got Kevin De Bruyne and you've got Yannick uh, Carrera-Frasco Ferreira-Carrasco yes (laughs) Ferreira-Carrasco I think you might just be going by Carrasco actually these days but you've got him in your squad how is that not the three you play behind the one and instead you're playing Fellaini if you want to play another midfielder play Dembele you just had a great season for Spurs instead you're playing a guy who was woeful for United it just Mind-blowing stuff, but that shakes the group completely. <clears throat> now Ireland have to play Belgium, and it's a must-win game for Belgium. So they're going to come out all guns blazing, and if they if they click, you know they've got plenty of talent and reserve there, and the likes of Divock Origi and Michi of course, coming off the bench. If it clicks for them, I and mean, they could wipe the floor with Ireland. You know, I was I was expecting that game to be a comfortable Belgian win anyway. If Belgium come in in a state of panic. And, uh, you know, they have something to, to prove and they have to win. They could wipe the floor with Ireland. Or on the flip side, they let it all get in their heads and Wilmots does something comical again. And Ireland can scrape something.
0: Yeah, it will definitely be an interesting one as, as Belgium are going to try to bounce back. As you mentioned, may or may not be successful in that. That is your next match. How do you think Ireland are going to set up for that one? Do you think we'll see similar tactics that we just saw?
1: Yeah, I think, I think O'Neill will stick with this team. Um, unless there's injuries, I or it's a case that you know Ireland win against Belgium and they can rest players against Italy. I, I think he's going to stick with the same team through the groups. Um, he's not really one for chopping and changing. He has his way of playing. He knows you know which players can play where can play where, and the players know what's expected of them. So I think he he'll stick with the same team. I I don't anticipate any changes.
0: All right. And is there any Irish player that we should try to keep our eyes on?
1: Well, you should always keep an eye on Jeff Hendrick, uh, purely because he's got a fantastic surname. Um, <laughs> like, people know the the our best players, James McCarthy of Everton and Seamus Coleman of Everton, they're two best players. Um Wes Houlihan's a really good player. Obviously he hasn't quite had the club career um that, you know, you'd expect from a player that had his natural talent. But, you know, if you consider that ten years ago he was playing for a League of Ireland team, he's he's come quite a distance to, you know, playing for a Premier League team. Um we, we don't have many stars in this team. Like that's just the truth of it. It's it's a very much a sum of the parts group of players. There's no standout player. There's no Roy Keane. There's not even like a Damian Duff or a young Robbie Keane in this squad. It's just a group of guys who go out and graft and give everything they have.
0: Yeah, there were some people on Twitter that were saying maybe Robbie Keane or Shea Given deserved a shot. I assume you're not of that opinion.
1: Um, I wouldn't, well I wouldn't play Keane and Robbie Keane in this game I, I like him coming off the bench because I think he can give you everything he has then for 20 minutes uh, Shea Given shouldn't even be in the squad Like, that. that's just the truth, this guy retired from international football years ago He's been a reserve club geek, club goalkeeper now for a couple of years He's well past his best, he was past his best five years ago And he's just hung around and hung around and hung around. It's hilarious that he's in the Ireland squad. And like Roy Carroll is in the Northern Ireland squad. You know, find some new players. Um, The one player people should keep a lookout for is James McLean. um, Purely because he might somehow manage to insult and upset all of Great Britain. (laughs) As he has an incredible talent to do. Um, He may make some comment about these... You know, incidents of violence that's taking place in France, or, you know, something to do with the Brexit vote, or, you know, you just never know with James McLean. Always good for, <clears throat> for the needle with the British fans. <laughs> Bale did his best today.
0: Uh, but we'll yeah, that, that was well. tremendous. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, two things. One, Bale said that no England player would get in the Welsh team, which I think he meant more in a chemistry way than a talent way. At least I hope that, because I'd rather him not be an idiot. Um, but also he was uh, told about james Wilshire's comments he said i don't care what or sorry i don't care what jack wilshire has to say and i think more people would do better uh, adopting that philosophy mm.
1: yeah jack wilshire should learn to keep his mouth closed until he can actually play a full season of football um he's just a guy has he's thrown away what what could have been you know a, a great career he he should be by far England's best player when he came through at 1617 he was A Phenomenal talent he bossed A game against Barcelona at 18 When Xavi and Iniesta were in their Primes Um, He should be a world class player now and instead he's A what if So you know keep (laughs) it closed Jack
0: Yeah no disagreements from me Obviously alright if I had
1: to press you For a result here against Belgium Um I'm not confident I'll be honest Kev I I would set out to try And get a 1-0 but it just—it depends on their mindset. If they turn up in the right frame of mind with a point to prove, knowing they have to win, they could win this game three or four nil. They have that much talent. But if they turn up in the wrong frame of mind and they bottle it like they did against Italy, you know, I'd say one one. Maybe Ireland can sneak a win, but I'm—I'm I'm not in any way confident. I—I'll I'll say two nil Belgium. Purely because I don't want to see Ireland get smashed, but um, I you know, it's just very hard for me to to pick an Ireland victory in a game against a team with that much talent. Mm. And, and to your point, if it becomes two nil, it's unlikely it stays two nil. Exactly. Like if they get two nil up it. Ireland, they're going to have to open up, right? Yeah. To chase the game. Um, and then the only consolation we might have is like James McLean, like doing something ridiculous, um, or you know Robbie Keane nipping a late goal to add to his, his international record or something but Belgium could easily put four or five past Ireland if they go 2-0 up early yeah
0: and to his credit Shane Long always pesters our back line and annoyed Alderweireld and in plenty this year so, uh, so some upside there especially with his ridiculous jumping ability that I will never fully comprehend
1: it's very strange it's very <laughs> very strange he's such a limited player but he is an absolute nightmare for teams like Spurs teams like Liverpool, he he just plays well against good teams. Like, he's given United trouble in the past, he's given Arsenal trouble in the past, and then he's absolutely garbage when he plays against terrible teams. Like, if he played the way he does against the likes of United and Liverpool and, and Spurs and Chelsea and that, like, he'd be a £25 million player. Instead, he goes out and he's garbage for <laughs> 80% of his games. Yeah.
0: Not unlike a certain Southampton player that we don't have time to mention. No, let's not talk about (laughs) him. We won't. All right,
1: uh, well, tell the folks where they can find you. Um, So, obviously, the Anfield Index, uh, I'm doing the Group E coverage for AI. So, I had a podcast come out this morning, which is Tuesday. Um, Just a recap of of Ireland, Sweden, and a little bit on Italy, Belgium. Um, I have my own podcast called Another Podcast. I have a big guest on this week. That will be out. Hopefully Friday. I won't spoil the guest, but if you like football and you like women's football in particular, you should probably give it a listen. Um, I do a radio show here in Toronto every Sunday morning called Total Football. It's on 88.9 FM at 8 a.m. in the morning. We release it as a podcast in the afternoon. And we're hoping to set up a tune-in account for it so people can listen to it live everywhere. You make a guest appearance every week, Kev. Um, mm-hmm. helping us with our Premier League coverage. And then I'm part of the, uh, the All in Sports Talk Network with Steve Gennaro, and we have our big show that comes out every Thursday.
0: Yeah, much like me, probably don't have enough stuff to do, but uh, <laughs> you managed to get through it, and you do it very well. Thanks so much for taking the time, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Cool.
1: Thank you, Kev.